0: i'm michael sean harris and you're listening to mike's moment of a weekly podcast in which i along with my guests share our various interests in moments of inspiration truth life technology culture and more i hope you're entertained and informed and that you feel inspired to join me again and again in my moments of okay all right so here we have another episode of mike's moment of and today we're speaking with david reed david yes sir <laughs> thank you so much for doing this and, and thank, thank you, you so for much
1: for thinking that you should do it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and thanks for rosina for helping I mean, to facilitate
1: I'm, it I'm, I'm more than happy about this um a little bit flabbergasted not <laughs> expecting anything like this um you so, live a life that you enjoy thoroughly. And then somebody comes and try to make some big thing of it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, give us give us the grand, the grand introduction. Um, you probably don't like to introduce yourself. Okay.
1: Um, I'm the last of six children. I'm the last of my mother's, my parents' six children. Okay. Um, in those days, in the elementary schools, as we used to call them, every class had a school song for the term. And children were bound to learn these school songs. As a matter of fact, I can remember in fourth standard, Mr. Hugh Atkins used to put us to stand up on the bench. Yes. But when we were up there, our bottoms were at cane level.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what school was that?
1: So it was Calabar Calabar. Elementary School connected to the Baptist church. At the point in time, we lived very near to the Baptist church. And my father was a Baptist. My mother was Anglican. Okay. Anyway, um, I had a singing family. Okay. There was one brother who, if he started to do anything that he called sing, we begged him to stop. But the rest of us could <laughs> The rest of us sang fairly well. Johann couldn't sing for anything. Oh wow. Um, net result is that, at age five, six, seven growing up, I was learning all of my siblings' school songs.
0: Ah, from, every, from all the other schools Yes, well. and giving
1: recitals in the bathroom. We had a large kind of stone bath and had a high edge, and I would get up on top of it and deliver at age five. <laughs> <laughs> and they would beg me to stop the noise <laughs> and come on. And so come well, you on. were holding
0: the craft from then, from, from precisely. I Precisely.
1: I didn't know what I was doing. I was just singing because I love the music and I love to sing. And, um, right. But on top of that, um, I think we didn't have a radio, I don't think. We had a gramophone.
0: And around what year year was this?
1: Well, this would have been, I was born, what, 1929? This would have been like 1930-something, 1937-30. I was Mm. like 6, 7, 8, growing up when all of this started. Right. Right? So my father had a friend who worked on the Panama Canal. Mm Mm-hmm. He bought him an instrument called a polyphone, a big music box. It had metal records, and the records had some things under it that plucked a keyboard. Right. Now, I would take this thing out of the cupboard when I was like six and seven, and oil down everything, wind it up, and play. I realized later on in my life that I was playing Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms on this polyphone thing. Okay. It wasn't just ordinary little songs. Then in school, we all had to have school songs. Every class had a school song. So I learned everybody's school song. Okay. And I delivered at will, you know, I just sang. Um, it was when I grew up now into being a man and became a member of the Y Coral Group and stuff like that. As so, I realized. So how, b-
0: b- say, tell me about the Y Coral Group. Like, who, who, who started that? Um, why was it started, if you, if you remember why? The Y
1: Coral Group? Yes. Um, Sibthorpe Beckett was the. Um, he, he started the group. Okay. It was in a way connected to the YMCA. I That's see. That's how it became the Y Coral Group. And this
0: is around what year? What, what years was the Y um, Coral Group
1: active? This would go back to, I would have been about 20 when I became a member of that group. Okay. So we're talking about yeah. 1949, yeah. Okay. round about that. And um, you'll find that most of our very good singers and those who became prominent singers in Jamaica were members of the Y Coral Group because I, if I believe it was the first group of that, Sort okay, that okay. was formed in Jamaica.
0: What what kind of material um, was the the group doing? Was it mostly classical or classical? A lot of them. Okay, okay, right.
1: We we did we did um, things like you know the Brahms Requiem and Miss Messiah. Elijah,
0: what was the reception of of, of like if, when the white choir group performed? What was the reception? Place was crowded, artists? man. Place
1: yes. was full. and everybody but was it, yes. It, yeah, people were excited but at what we're doing. No, those folks were musicians. You see, in those days, the people who sang were musicians as well. Ah, okay. They didn't just sing. Right. Most of them. I was one who was a singer. <laughs> 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 that came that came very much later, right? But um. So you said a lot of them
0: were, were musicians. Were, were they getting this musical education as being part of the Y Choir group or outside of it and it just they just happened to... No, we
1: were members of the group. Becky okay. taught us the pieces. Okay, okay. Right? Um, I don't know that everybody read music at the time. Right. I okay. think we were learning by rote and singing. Out. Okay, okay. But making a enjoyable job of it. Okay.
0: (laughs) And and out of this experience with the Y Choral Group, what, where did that lead?
1: Later on we had, uh, well let me take it from the early days. Yes. Really early days. Came a member of the Y Choral Group, I started learning all these things. Then I realized that some of the stuff on the polyphone is what they were doing. Ah, okay. So that connection was made. that made a connection for me and I settled in, you know, I never studied music, I learn the songs mm-hmm. um we did it um beckett would play the notes right. and then some of us would meet off-site to and rehearse. learn and right. practice but we all made sure that by the time it came around to concert time we could sing these things without the book
0: right but then you already had a familiarity with the, with, with the many other things because of the polyphone well and it was the
1: polyphone hadn't um hadn't exerted its influence so much okay I realized then, then. what the polyphon. <laughs> right, that's what that was, yes, yes, Right, yes, 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 that yes. was it. But it, it it is not the thing that compelled me to. No, no, that's what I,
0: I, I was saying. That once you started learning these, you realized that you had a familiarity. Say, man, yes, I know this thing, I know yes, this thing. Yes, yes, And yes.
1: we go on. So, so a few years of the Y choral group. Uh, my memory is very bad these days, and I probably can't get everything in sort of anecdote style. That's fine. But. Um, I became a member of St. George's Church. I was, I was baptized there as an infant. I was confirmed there. I became a member of the choir when I was about 18 years old. Okay. After about two weeks on the choir, at choir practices and at services, my choir director, Mr. Easton Souter, who worked at headquarters house, moved me from where I was sitting and put me to sit down between two other tenors. Okay, I realized about a year after that they were his two best readers.
0: Oh, okay, yes.
1: So he must have heard something in my voice, I'm not sure, and figured, well, let him listen to those two so and reproduce. So I just sang lustily, I learned things quickly. Um, I think I had a pretty quick ear for music, okay. and I learned very quickly our Messiah, or Elijah, Israel in Egypt, all those great oratorios. Is anybody singing them now?
2: Haven't not heard I so haven't
1: heard of one for a long time. Yeah. Right, so St. George's Church had a big role to play in the whole of this, because Eastern Souter was our conductor. He was our father. He was everything.
0: Where is St. George's Church? Oh, East Street. East Street, okay. East Street, Kingston.
1: Okay. East Street. Lovely pipe organ where little <laughs> old man Papa D used to play the... P- okay. <laughs> Mr. Dad.
0: Did Joyce Ashburn ever play Peter? Organ, Joyce.
1: Joyce? No, no. not in my time. Okay. I was a civil servant and um, I worked at the police headquarters and then at post office, and while I was at the post office, I applied for a scholarship because I wanted to go and do music. I got a call from headquarters house asking me if I'd be interested in taking up a assignment in England as a member of the Jamaican High Commission up there, okay. because it was coming up to independence time. Right. I was hoping that they were about to offer me a scholarship. (laughs) But they offered me this and said I said fine, beautiful, thank you very much. I'll do this. So I finally wound up in England and it was while I was there that I decided now. After all the singing with the white choral group, I used to sing with the National Chorale when it came into being. All the choral groups I used to sing with. And most of the time that I was doing the solo work. Right. All right. So I now decided I had better see if I can do something about my singing while I'm up here. In England. Okay. Found a little lady who lived in my area who was a professional accompanist. And the first time she heard me, she insisted. Well, she said, um, so where did you do your voice training? And I said, <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I didn't. To any voice, no individual voice. She says, "You, you, you expect me to believe that?" I said, "Well, it's true." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I can find out." Ah. So the next time I went to a lesson with her, she uh, not a not a lesson, a session, right? Because she was just playing for me. By this time, I had been doing a lot of singing, okay, right? So she took me to a, a voice tutor, Mr. Fabian Fabian Smith. And I sang something for him, and he asked me how long I'd I'd been doing training. And I said, no. Same story all over again. He said, I can find out. I said, (laughs) well, go right on ahead. I'd like to know why people are thinking that I've done voice lessons when I haven't. (laughs) And he gave me some vocalizing to do. Okay. My God, it was wicked. Really? Yes, and he said, okay, okay. And he put me through my paces. What was happening is that I was not taking my head voice far down enough. Okay. So I was switching to head. And he said, no, there's no such thing as going across. The whole thing, the head is in the bottom, straight up to the top. (laughs) That was his story, and I vocalized on that and so forth. Um, so I worked with him for maybe about five or six months. Okay. In the meantime, I was doing the theory with a very dear little old gentleman called Mr. Gordon Smith. (laughs) I was very busy at the High Commission, (laughs) so I'd go to the music lesson, not having done the homework, and I would brightly say, well, Mr. Smith, why don't we just go through the homework as my lesson, you know, while we are here, (laughs) and we... Get on, He says, No, David, that will not do. You have to do my horse Well, all right, just for this lesson then. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, that went on. That went on for about a year. And then I finally did the ARs the, the um, Royal Schools exam. Yes. And graduated, if you please, ARCM Distinctions. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So when you get the distinction, the certificate comes in a red box, a little red. So I went to see Mr. Smith, I was coming home again, um, this time on transfer now to go to Trinidad. I took my red box and I had it, it was winter time and I had it in my coat pocket. And I had a pleasant little half an hour or so with Mr. Smith, told him I really come to say bye-bye. Didn't know whether I'd see him again, but thanks very much for all you have done to make me a better musician. And walked towards the door, dramatically turned around, hauled the red box out of my pocket. I said, oh my gosh, I nearly forgot this. (laughs) He looks at the red box and he says... My God, David, you conned them.
2: <laughs> I
1: said, no such luck, Mr. Smith. I told you're a great teacher. You could teach me music theory and sit here. Yeah. So that's the preparation. Right. Um, the background, I think, came from way back between the polyphone and my siblings all learning songs, and I learned all the songs. I was always singing. Um, oh dear, what's the name of this man? He was a registrar of birth and death. Jim Russell. I don't know if you, you would have heard of him. He used to put on shows okay. at War Theatre. When I was 11, I did a thing on his, one of his shows.
0: Oh, OK. What, what, what did you, you remember what you sang?
1: I think it was at the baller or something okay. like that. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Uh, that was my initial thing. Then along came, later on along came the Jamaica Musical Theatre Company. Right, okay. So I became a member of that immediately. Um, their first production was, I was a lead tenor, Paris of Penzance. When was that? I would have been. I would have been about twenty at the time. Okay. Okay. All right. So I did Pirates of Penzance. Um, there's a little story that follows that, which I must share with yes. <laughs> share with you. The following year, whatever the par- whatever the why the, the group was doing, yes. I was not going to be a part of it, but I went to one of their rehearsals. I will not call the name of the chap who got the tenor lead because he had very long and very stringy legs. Now, as a, as a part of Penzance, I didn't have any... I had some kind of leg instincts, you know, but my legs were very much in evidence.
2: So I'm sitting <laughs>
1: I'm sitting in the Ward Theatre, and these two ladies are sitting about ten rows before me. This is the one of the rehearsals, and I believe we're the only people inside the... Yes. in ...in the auditorium. And along came a fellow whose name was... Named I will not call in a pair of tights and these two ladies were very very English and one says to the other oh my god where did they get that drink of water? Why didn't they use David Reed? So the lady I didn't hear but she must have asked who was David Reed? She says you don't know David Reed? Then you have not seen his legs?
2: <laughs>
1: Every time I see his legs my battery is charged. <laughs>
0: Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> My battery's charged. Excuse I love that.
1: No, no. So I, as a well-brought-up young man, quietly crept out of the auditorium. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, went up I didn't want these ladies to see, realize yes, that I had, that you had overheard heard, right, yes. this conversation at all. But um, back to music. The other choral groups came into being, National Chorale, yeah. and various things. And I wound up being the tenor solist for the whole of them. Um, all of this, of course, is gratis. Right, yes, yes. As you would so know. all voluntary. But I really, really enjoy my music. Um, like I said, the business of listening started early. The business of learning songs started yes. early. Because my siblings, I'm the last of the six, and my siblings are getting the songs and I'm learning them all.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: in addition to that, we had a little old gramophone and we had some records and I knew, I knew all the songs. Mm. I just knew all the songs. Couldn't help myself.
0: So as, as we're headed towards independence. Uh-huh. Is that when when they started commissioning the, the patriotic songs, or was this before? Or
1: it no, no, the- no. how that how that um, I sang everything. Right from from early, how that came about was that my choir director at St George's Church, Easton Souter, worked at headquarters house. Okay. Bob Lightburn asked Easton if he would arrange the music and the recording of the thing for him. Get the notes written out, you know. Get them. This is for the anthem. This is for the anthem, right? Right. And um, the house demanded. I said I wanted a choral version, a solo version, and an instrumental version. Okay. So as it turned out, since Eastern Souter, who worked at headquarters, out, was my choir director, it just happened that he asked me to do the solo version. The
0: solo version. Okay. So you were you were on the you were the original. Yes. Demo. Right. For the, for the I, have, I have a recording of it. You of do?
1: It. Yes, naturally. Naturally, of course. <laughs> would, what do you take me that for? That I would not <laughs> throw away. That I have to I would, flaunt. I'd love to, I'd love to at least
0: take a picture of it. Yes. <laughs> you want to take a picture of yes, it? Yes, yes, for sure. I well,
1: we can leave my hands on it. All right. But I know it's copied onto the computer.
0: Okay. Oh, that's great. So he found the CD, and I have these versions for you here. What's interesting is that not only is there... The original recording, the original demo of the national anthem with uh, uh, MapleToft playing piano and David singing. But there's an alternate version that we've never heard. Um, As you may or may not know, there was a competition. Uh, for the national anthem, so there are several people who had submitted different versions, different songs that would have been considered for the for the the final national anthem, and this is what, the one that won. But I'm going to play the alternate version first, and then the um, the one that won. There's also a there's also a recording of of the anthem for choir and they're instrumental as well. I won't play all of them. I may I may play excerpts, but here we go. This is
1: shorter version, which should also commence with the drum roll. Eternal
2: Father, bless our land, God love with thy name. The leader's great defender Grant true wisdom from above oh, The blessing
0: was the alternate version and now for the version that won interesting and now back to the interview.
1: Anyway, in addition to all of this excitement on top of excitement, like I said, I was a civil servant. Um, I was getting older. I had not done any college education. So I applied to the government for a scholarship to go and do something, maybe at Mona Heights or something like that. Like I said, maple, maple, Handed over to Easton, and Easton got all the recording done and everything. And, oh, that was the story. Somebody ran down the road and said, David, our song win.
0: Oh, because oh, it, it was a competition. Well, of course,
1: anthem. a number of people yes, um, yes. would have auditioned for this. For anthem, yes. And say, our, our entry won. Right, right, right. So then I knew. In the middle of all of this, they decided to transfer, to, transfer me to England. To go work in the High Commission yes. over there. Oh, well, yes. So I had to take that recording with me to let the English people hear what, they hear what the... The anthem. mission, yes. because I was there for the opening of the mission. I miss independence out here. Ah, okay. I was there for the opening of the mission. So, you know, it just went on and on and yes, on. Yes, 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 yes. And... I must confess, I didn't want to do anything about it. I was enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, sounds like <laughs> quite, quite a I was enjoying it immensely. A and, wonderful um, period of time. To be quite honest with you, when I look back, I did not know what I was doing. Yes. I had no... I was just enjoying myself. I didn't... You know the thing about the anthem. I said, I said but wait. How many people sing the national anthem before it became the national anthem? Exactly. Yes. You know, and then I started... I didn't take things serious, and I believe that's why I've lived to be 91 and still look.
0: <laughs> because, you, yeah, just, yeah, you take it lightly.
1: I didn't make things bother me. I'd
0: love to hear some more about some of the other Patriot songs that were written specifically for you to sing. They were they're written with you in mind, no?
1: I saw my land in the morning. Oh, that was
0: written with you in no, mind?
1: I'm not too sure, okay. but it was one that I... Now, this, this one here, this one blew my mind. What's the name of this one? Um, Douglas Forrest... I shall return, I think it was. OK. Douglas Forrest to me was legend. Ah, OK. Him and the KC boys choir. Yes. And the next thing I know is that Mr. Douglas Forrest sends me this folder. Dear David, I'm very sorry about the long delay in sending you this song. I had hoped to have it properly packaged, but this was not possible. Please accept my humble dedication. you sincerely, Douglas Forrest. Wow, handwritten I, note in the book. Yes. I have never been so humbled in my life, because Douglas Forrest to me was legend. Yes, yes. And here's this man dedicating something. What did I do to deserve
0: this? You want to sing a bit of it? How you feel?
1: You mean like right now?
0: Yeah, just a, just a small, just a little bit, a little snippet.
1: I didn't warm my voice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sing, it, sing it 50%. I
2: shall return again, I shall return to laugh and love and watch with wonder eyes at golden moon. The forest fires burn, wafting their blue black smoke to us glory. I shall return to loiter by the streams that bathe the brown blades of the bending grasses, to realize once more my thousand dreams of water rushing down the mountain passes. I shall return to hear the middle and fife of village dances, dear delicious tunes that stir the hidden depths of native life, stream melodies of dim remembered rooms. I shall return.
1: as a person. <laughs> and when he was in training at St. Andrew Parish Church, they gave him a home on a house on Ellesmere Road. Next door to that house was a girl's home also connected to the church. Now, I used to go in the bathroom and vocalize. That's where I did my main vocalizing and sang my whatever I was going to, th- thought I had to be singing for the next time. One morning, I'm coming through the gate, and one of the little girls run and tugs at my shirt tail. So, Mr. Reed, you didn't bathe this morning?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she didn't hear you singing that
2: morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: not the reason why I'm not vocalizing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm
1: not vocalizing now because I've become lazy. Ah, okay. Okay. And um, maybe since since coming to Saint Elizabeth to live, I've done much less singing than I'm accustomed to doing. Okay. When I lived in Kingston, I was singing three, four times a week right, between right. the various choirs with rehearsals, with performances, whatever. Yes. Here, my son has four churches. Wow! I help with the preparing of the choir of two of them, um, and that's just about it. Okay, okay. I think in the what five or so years that I've been here, I've done maybe ten solos.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You know, so it makes a lot of difference. Yes. 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 Um, when I go, I, I have a daughter, son, one son, one daughter. And the plan is that I live between them. The daughter lives in New York. Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm here from October until May in and cold in New months. York from <laughs> yes. Now, when I'm in New York, you know New York
0: already. Yes, yes.
1: You know Bryant Park?
0: I, I know of it, yes. I've never you know been there.
1: Of it? It's a fantastic place. Yes. And um, what they have there on a Thursday, they have members of cast of the Broadway shows Ah. doing excerpts of their things on a stage. And then after that show, at the other end of the park, there's a piano bar. And people go down and they have books with the words of the songs in it, songs from the shows. Yes, okay. And we all sing. And have a ball. Somebody discovered that I... My my voice was a little different from the, <laughs> from the others, and after that, every time I went, I was asked to sing a solo. Oh,
0: that's great!
2: Lovely.
1: And so I just enjoyed it. But um, music, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't live without music. Yes, I wouldn't yes, want yes.
0: to. So, who who are who are some of the other other songwriters, the composers? Of those songs, who, who who you worked with, or who is whose music you sang, the, the Jamaican composers.
1: I didn't do much, you know, for Jamaican oh, composers. Not that, that no, many. not really. And,
0: and you were when independence was was around. You were in. You were in. No, England. I.
1: I le- yes, but I left just before that. So actually, recorded what became a national anthem. And then, left. as I said, and then left. Okay. So I wasn't here to sing. But when I came back, I used to have to go and sing the national anthem at upper camp on on that big festival they I have yes, once yes. a year. Yes, yes, They used to ask me to do that, but all of that. And then, you see, I was a member of the Y Choral Group in National Chorale. The Lloyd Hall had a group down Duke's Scottskirk, right? Yes, yes I, I did solo work for all of them. Okay, okay, And then people asked me to sing solos otherwise. Right. So I was always singing. There was no week that I didn't have at least.
0: Okay, so... um. What what was your sense of the, the, the vibe of the audiences that you were that you were singing for? Just in relation to the new nation being being producing and being creative uh, uh, in respect to it, to mm. to to this to J- Jamaica being well, now independent. To,
1: to be honest with you, I bypass that because I spent eight years in England. Oh, it was all followed eight years. By, yes, followed okay. by four years in Trinidad. Ah, okay, so you all of it. <laughs> so I missed all of that. Oh, I wow. wasn't here for Independence Day. Yes, 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 yes. I was not here for Independence oh, Day. Wow. I was not, that's interesting. I t- taken a flight before Independence Day because they were opening the mission in London. Okay. So perfect. I really didn't have much to do with any of that period of growth of things in Jamaica. Okay, okay. But um, I I had a wide repertoire, and it is not only classical music. I sing ballads. Okay. I knew every pop song. Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> I sang my pop songs up and down. So, and in my collection of music, you'll find that it's a wide mixture. And going to Trinidad also came up with some Calypsos. Okay. So, so what, what kind
0: of venues were you performing at? What What are What are the different? Because it sounds like a variety of of venues you perform at.
1: Town halls, um, this is we where, in, in, in England? In, in England, Our, and even when you got back here? No, but England, when I got back here, it was the various choral groups. The various choral groups. and, and um, England, Mainly well, doing solo work uh, for them.
0: For them. The Samuel Feldstedt Oratorio, um, Jonah, you performed that in uh, 1990?
1: I, I won't remember the oh, year. Yeah. Rosie,
0: Ro- <laughs> I remember. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think so, that. Well, Rosie, you did the solo, and it was a... The first performance of it for 200 years, the, the Diocesan at Choir. At the St. Andrew
1: Parish Church. Yes. You sang the solo in, in the Chona. In the yes, I remember doing it with them. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. amazing. But you see, with the business of the solo work the, with the choirs, they tell me what they're doing and I sit down and learn it off. Yes. And yes, then yes. go to two rehearsals and, and then so, then you no, I'm not even mingling enough. It, right, with right, the choir. right. The members of the choir know me, but I. You don't, you would don't know everybody. Know, I, I don't know them as well as anybody. Okay. So what, um, what about
0: the, um, that group you're in
1: now? Um, was it Them, them Tenors? What was it? Oh, Them Three Jamaican Tenors. Them Three tenors. Jamaican Tenors, yes. <laughs> that could be a long story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, when I came home finally from overseas postings, the government gave me a house to live in, um, in Mona Heights. At the end of the road, there was a church. Church of the Ascension, an Anglican church. Now, bear in mind, I have said, I was baptized as an infant, confirmed, been a member of St. George's Church all my life. I'm now up here. My wife was a prep school teacher. She taught at St. Hugh's Prep. The wife of the um, priest in charge, at Ascension was a teacher at St. Hughes Prep. Okay. So when they needed a choir director, who you think became it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to tell St. George's Church long stories. Of course, they had people down there who could do it. Okay. So I said, okay, um, and it would have been coming back now to go and start, take over from somebody right. who had been carrying it on. So I said, no, right. I will just go and do my thing at Ascension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was at Ascension for quite a few years and that choir came on very well. Now, what brought this to mind was your mention of Steve Higgins. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: Steve Higgins did lessons at UTEC. Mm-hmm. And one choir practice evening, the church here has a sort of big glass window. So if somebody's standing outside, nearby that window, you can see them. Okay. And there was this person standing out there. And, um, you know, it's me and the youngsters in mind, you have a few mature people, but I, I didn't like the idea of somebody who I just... So I went out and greeted the gentleman. And um, oh, he said he was, his name was Steve Higgins. He lived in the area. He was on his way home from classes. And I said, well, come inside. Well, after a time, he sang with
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and became sort of like my godson. Okay, okay. Um, as I tell him, not a godsend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Steve is in
1: Florida now. He's down? in Florida now. But um, Steve treats me like his father. And then oh. he went and developed them Three Jamaican Tenors right. with Cecil Cooper, yes. who was a yes. um, a painter. Yes, man. And so we did quite a few things together. We did tours abroad and all. Yes, I remember. That of thing. Yes. yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. We had a marvellous time. Um so Steve has been like my son ever since. Yes. We are very we are in very close touch at all. Good, times, good, good, good. Up good. to now.
0: So tell me something. So o- over the years now of doing these kind these kinds of performances and working with the choirs and performing the classical music, the pop music, how what is in your estimation, how has the audiences, how have the audiences changed, how have their reception of the type of music changed? Um, have they changed?
1: Well, let's put it this way, the people who come to things at the world at World Theatre and classical things are people who like classical music so they come. Right. Um, for the other presentations, they like that sort of music so they come and they enjoy themselves. Okay. Um I, I I appear to be saying this because it might sound away, but it is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I will not pretend that my voice is now what it used to be. Right. But even up to last year, if I go somewhere and sing, the audience can. I suppose it must be the age that has got them. No, I'm sure it's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not a matter. The age, but being able to perform at all. At,
0: oh, yes. Well, I mean, so I'm sure there's probably a part of that. But, uh, but also, you have, you have years worth of experience and, and emotion with perf- in performance to bring to the performance. And
1: I think what 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 probably is the difference between me and many of my co singers Some of them either sing an orator or they sing in ballads. Okay. I sing both. You
0: sing both,
1: right. And you bring the Bhutuism, bring the collips, Calyp- just bring it, and I sing and it. You sing- <laughs>
0: You're working with a lot of, of young people as well, in, in the choirs, and, and you know what they're listening to, you know, how, how easily they, they learn, or how not so easily they learn. What, what is your impression? What do you think of, of, of the state of the music? And
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit sad.
0: Okay, tell me why.
1: I'm a little bit sad, because a lot of these youngsters have good voices, and they're not using them correctly. They're not paying sufficient attention to rhythm. Um, Pitch tends to be wayward. Yes. And, you know, it it could be so much better. It could be so much better.
0: For me, sometimes it's it's the details that they don't pay attention to. Maybe I'm
1: being queasy and I'm looking for too much. But then, in my short lifespan, I've conducted three different choirs.
0: I don't think you're looking for too much. You don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so but, at all. So
1: why won't I want to listen to what I'm trying to tell them. I,
0: but because because I, I teach at Edna Manley, no, and oh, okay. Um, and I get sometimes a lot of that as well. You know, it's it's a it's a lack of attention to detail, and and um and uh, and uh, sometimes they, they they approach it, um with the attitude that they know. Right. so much already
1: well, my, my 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 deep distress and I can't as a Jamaican and Jamaicans are supposed to be people who are sort of soused in rhythm right whatever happened to rhythm yes yes bang 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you just don't seem to be able to get it
0: I even I even I've even noticed that some of the the singers, Current, you know, people who are young, young people, singers, they can't hear the blues, they can't hear those blue notes. Right. Uh, when you, you know, in, back in you, you'd hear it in reggae and everything all the time. And now, when you, when you, when you give them a song that has those that kind of scale, you know, mm-hmm. those notes in it, they kind of they, they estimate and then just turn it into a major scale. So, <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: it's a tonality problem as well. Yes, one tone, yes, yes. covers everything. Yes, it can't be so. It can never be so.
0: And the thing is that there's... I found that with us, with Jamaica, it's, it's you know, if something happens in a particular area, then you can, once that area has passed, quote-unquote, then they can forget it and move on to the next thing. While, while in other places, everything is going on concurrently, and, you know, you can enjoy all of them all the time, but we don't seem to appreciate that, that, that there's room for everything.
1: Um, the, other, the other thing that I'm a little bit worried, more than a little bit worried about... Um, this business of feeling that classical music is a tough old thing—it's ridiculous. Um, you're, you're depriving yourself of all of, more, of the more wonderful music that there is. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, you sit down and you listen to a nice—I mean, all right. No, I try to get—I try to get a young person to listen to Mendelssohn's Elijah. Yes. And the boy was bored stiff. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You now Mendelsohn's Elijah, to me, I mean, the Messiah is great, but I think that reaches into your soul. Yes. And you know, when you you're trying to do something and it's yeah. not happening.
0: Uh, and, and some of them, some, especially, you know, some of the Jamaican students have a, they have a feeling that it's, it's, uh, it's distant from them, the classical things, but it, it really isn't. And that's why... It, can, that's we why change, can we take sort of the
1: word classical out of it? you think it will make a difference?
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think if you... whatever you call it, because. Oh, it's, they
1: know, they're going to know. Is they, that? They'll know. They'll know what, because of because
0: of the instrumentation, because of the. Is a, a great great? But teacher, that's though. why some of what Rosina is doing with researching the the Caribbean composers is important. That's so right. they realize that they ha, there are people from where they're from, who who worked in in those in, in that style and genre of music. I, I mean, it will go. To a certain accent, and then still probably block up on a on a wall, but at, it's a start. It's a start, and if we can start introducing that information to 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 children and students from there in uh, primary school and, and prep it school, it needs to happen there. That's where it needs so to they begin. get a, a broader sense of who they are. Let as me go Arabian back to people. the
1: business I was telling you about the polyphone.
0: Yes, yes.
1: That's where I first heard my pieces of classical music. Mm. It was a plonk, plonk one, but. You know the the, the rhythms, the, right, the, melodies, and the, the melodies, melodies, the melodies, the, the, yeah, the themes, and everything. Fantastic! Right. Yeah. And um, when it comes to the orators, I mean, they are a blessing. You know, every time ta- every time I sit down and listen to Elijah, and I try to do it about once a year. It's my favorite oratory. Okay, Messiah is grand, and a lot of the others are grand, but Elijah, to me, is you know it covers so many angles, so many facets okay. so many everything but um i i just feel a great pity yes because yeah. it's good music but you don't like it yes
0: yes you know <laughs>
1: how, how, how does that yeah. work yeah. out for you
0: yeah it's you it's, it's i think some so many of them are underexposed as well uh, and it takes a little bit of work to expose them, because usually when I try to introduce new things to them, there's always resistance.
1: At right, the beginning. they don't want to be exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they're resisting, what they don't know what
0: they don't know. Yes, but on the other hand, after going through that process, sometimes a few years later, um, maybe five, maybe ten years later, they'll come. I'll see them again and I'll go, "Oh, Mr. Harris, you know that thing? Remember that mm-hmm. thing you were trying to get me to listen to, or that thing you wanted me to hear or to perform." I love it. Thank you so much. You know, and uh, I, I'm I'm playing it for my for my child or for my students. So. Right. but it takes a while. It's a, no, you have to chip away I, at this wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you, um, sometimes, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but sometimes I sit and think that I must have done something right. Yes. On my ninetieth birthday. Tony and his wife and my daughter arranged a big party on this lawn. Yes. And without any consulting of me, they invited almost all the old people that I used to know and work with.
0: Oh wow, nice. So who was there? Tell me, tell me some names.
1: No, no big names. Um, no matter. Let me see now. <laughs> My call, call up your friends' names. My is <laughs> not getting on too well. Okay, okay. But there's fine. this. There was a particular girl. She was a member of the Church of Ascension Choir. Yes. Um, I was very close to those youngsters. Yes. And at the point in time, no, uh, I was a bit more of an adult than so, but. When I opened the birthday presents, I had not seen the girl in something like about 10 years. It's $10,000 she gave me, you know.
0: Wow, nice.
1: And I said to myself, Dibsh, you must have done something right. (laughs) Yes. You must have done something right. You must have done something right, yes. And you feel you're doing, and you feel you're not doing enough, and you want to do more, and it is not happening and they're not responding and then suddenly two people respond and the other say but make us do this, and, mm. and then suddenly but that Church of Ascension choir I did a recording of a Christmas program with them I would love to lend you that and make you play too mm. a church choir oh
0: nice okay right. wow well, this, is,
1: this has been great thank you oh,
0: thank, thank you for you. taking the time uh, thank you for accommodating <laughs> us uh, we really do appreciate it I appreciate it Thank um, you very and much and indeed. Um, this is a nice little chat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. Uh, I don't quite, I don't quite know what to say. Um, my business is now,
0: <laughs> is now, is no, all over the place.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, what, what, what I would like to wish the people who are listening to this, who will listen to this. Please don't take classical music too seriously. Just listen to it. And enjoy it. And it will pour over you. Yes. It is music and it is beautiful. I'm not going to say it's more beautiful than pop. And I'm not going to say that pop is more beautiful than it. Yeah. Both are beautiful. And I have enjoyed both all my life. And I think I'm the better off for it. Ah. No prejudice. Yes. No prejudice. Just listen to the thing. I mean the music is there. The the the, the spirit is there. The story is there. Just listen to it. Yes. Yeah. Don't condemn it. Mm-hmm. And alright. A pop song is three minutes. A thing an aria from an oratory or a thing there can be ten.
0: Yes.
1: Spend the ten minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Spend the ten minutes. And um, I close this where I started. On those metal sheets, those telephone records, every single piece of classical music, all the old English folk songs, that's, and that is where my inspiration came from.
0: Uh, okay. okay,
1: That's where my inspiration came from. I didn't know the words of those songs until I grew up old and researched some of them, Yes. and then I was able to sing the words but just the music. Listen to the music. Okay. All right? Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank
2: you. Another. <laughs>